hello and welcome to the Race to Speak Up podcast. I'm your host, Devin Moore. Today's guest is Miana Bryant. Miana is the founder and president of the Mental, health, uh, Mental Elephant Organization, which hosts online events focused on mental health awareness and creates content for online outlets. Her passion for mental health stemmed from her own personal battles with depression and anxiety throughout her adolescence. Welcome, Miana. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thank you very much for having me. I'm so excited to be here today. Awesome. So why don't you start us off by telling us what um, Mental Elephant is? So the Mental Elephant is a nonprofit organization based in Washington, D.C. We focus on providing awareness of different mental health disorders throughout the community and providing resources to people that may be battling mental illnesses or suffering from a mental health episode. So where does your journey um, begin with mental health? I started the mental elephant um, when I was in undergrad. I was diagnosed with major depressive disorder and general anxiety disorder in 2016. Um, and then just dealing with that and kind of dealing with the symptoms and everything that I was experiencing at that time. And then moving to North Carolina and being by myself away from my family in D.C. I just struggled a lot. Um, so I kind of reached out to a couple friends after I got my diagnosis to talk about uh, what major depressive disorder and general anxiety is. Uh, through there, we've kind of linked up and we kind of realized that I had a couple of similar symptoms with some of my friends. Um, and that slowly turned into us checking in with each other every week, which then turned into us meeting in person every week, which slowly kind of developed into meeting, starting an organization and inviting other people to join in with us just to kind of talk about mental health, talk about mental illnesses and what we are experiencing as at that point, college students. Well, thank you. Well, first I wanna start off by thank you for sharing your journey. And then also like, I'm sorry that you even have to go through that. And I'm glad that you were really able to kind of like turn it, uh, uh, you along with your friends were able to turn it into a nonprofit and really give people a platform to share their own personal experiences with mental health. So as far as that, like, how does, how, how has that gone as far as like, you know, bringing everyone together um, who've gone through their own personal battles with mental health? How has that impacted others? Um, I feel like it's gone pretty well thus far. It's definitely kind of set a precedent for being able to have conversations with close friends and with family about the mental health about the mental elephant, just about things that are going on, um, especially with the pandemic and everything that's happened recently and how important mental health has become. Mental health has always been important, but how much more the conversation has developed over the past couple of years, how much, did the, um, how much it has developed over the past couple of years and just everything kind of going along with it has just really opened up the conversation, has pushed people to kind of really get past the stigma and start to question what is normal, what's day to day, and how to properly kind of be able to handle certain things and cope with certain issues that may be going on throughout life. Yeah, it's definitely important that we even, you know, have this conversation about mental health. I know May is literally um, Mental Health Awareness Month, so it's good that we even have a whole month dedicated to that. Does Mental Elephant do any like special events during this month? Uh, so for the month of May, we've been doing a lot of interviews. We've been doing um, our Mental Elephant Wednesday. So on Wednesday, we go live on Instagram with different people 
we have a lot of content being pushed out specifically just kind of covering different mental illnesses that are going on uh just a lot of different things normally pre-pandemic we were definitely more so in person held a lot of more in-person events and our annual um stomp out the stigma walk but probably until next year we're kind of still heavily online and doing a lot of virtual events virtual meetings virtual um just kind of get togethers to kind of discuss with the community what's going on oh wow that's really cool i like how you're able to do that and I know you also work with African-American children on the autism spectrum and those who are diagnosed with Asperger's syndrome. Do you find with people of color that talking about mental health is a tough conversation to have? Uh, I wouldn't necessarily say it's a tough conversation to have because um, it's a tough conversation to have with all races, but it definitely is something that in the Black community, it's not something that we normally talk about. So it's an interesting conversation to have, especially with older generations, to focus on mental health, to focus on the betterment of people, and to definitely, definitely discuss how past situations and future situations could definitely lead to a lot of racial trauma and a lot of issues that people may be experiencing with and lead to mood swings, irritability, irritability, and a lot of other symptoms that may look as though somebody is acting out, but really they're just requesting for help, essentially. Yeah, I can definitely see that happen within a lot of, or unfortunately, within a lot of different people. You know, when it comes to, like, just say hate in general, and how, like, certain types of, certain groups of people hurting or hating on other groups of people, that really does um, impact your mental health on a certain level. And then like, it really is passed down from generation to generation, especially when it comes to, you know, racism, dealing with the hate on black community or any other my racial minority uh, group. So at least it's really good to really have this open conversation about mental health and work towards effective solutions. Do you think that there's almost a stigma attached to mental health? Like, do you think that people may also be like ashamed to talk about it? Um. I think there's definitely a mental health stigma. Uh, I think that's kind of has been the big focus and the big push over the past, I'd say like five years is focusing on the mental health stigma um, and not necessarily the fear that people have. I would say that definitely in America, we kind of struggle with the fear of the unknown and the best way to kind of combat the fear of the unknown and the information. So just spreading, spreading information, spreading different things, um, mental illnesses, kind of what mental illnesses could look like, some of the resources that are available throughout the community, just kind of getting that out there can definitely push the conversation and try to lessen the mental health stigma, along with allowing resources to be more readily available so that people are able to actually go receive help versus just being able to hear about the symptoms and not necessarily having a way to communicate with a mental health professional. Yeah, and I like how you also brought up the resources because that's a very important part, you know, things like even like um, the suicide prevention hotline or these other different hotlines. That's a very important and like vital thing when it comes to someone who may be going through depression or going through extreme anxiety. I also, I kind of look at it like, you know, with the suicide uh, prevention um, hotline, like that's like a 911 type of emergency. Because if someone's about to take their own, if someone's about to die by suicide, that that's a real emergency. That's so that's life or death. That's someone's actual life about to be, you know, taken. And so it's so 
it, we, we need something in place and that's why it's good to have the mental elephant. So what ages do you work with? Uh, so the mental elephant does not necessarily have a specific age range. However, a lot of our events are catering kind of more so to young adults and to that odd age of people that are still trying to figure out their place in life. So I would say maybe 18-year-olds to about 27, 28-year-olds. Um, just kind of working with a lot of young adults, um, a lot of people that are still kind of figuring out their way, fresh out of college um, and grad school and just in that realm of still deciding their path, still deciding their career, still deciding their family and their future. Have you noticed any like common mental health issues with among like college students that you've worked with? I would definitely say the most common mental health issue among college students that I've experienced would be anxiety um, and definitely just having to cope with the stresses of college. Do you have any like advice that you would give to those who go through their own personal battles with mental health or mental illness? Um, I would definitely say number one to Understand that it's okay to not be okay, um, that mental health is extremely common. Mental health issues affect one in every five Americans. So you are not um, the first person, you are not the last person that has experienced the thing that you are feeling. It's definitely important to understand what you're going through, to understand the best ways to kind of cope with your feelings and to possibly look at maybe different ways to help with how you're feeling. And maybe that is just developing better coping skills within yourself or going and speaking to a mental health professional. Maybe that is um, kind of dabbling into herbs and holistic treatment, or if you're more interested in taking medication, there are a lot of options available to help you feel better and help you get back to your normal self. Yeah, but I also know that um, you are a full-time registered behavior technician. Do you want to tell us about that? That's pretty cool. Do you want to tell us about that? Uh, so being a full-time registered behavior technician, I work one-on-one -on -one with kids that have autism spectrum disorder um, or, 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 or are on the autism spectrum. Um, I help kind of teach with gross motor skills, fine motor skills, independent skills, um, anything from potty training up to learning how to communicate, learning how to talk, and to develop skills to be able to socialize and be in social environments by themselves. With those um, uh, with those kids who you work um, with, do you ever find them feeling almost as though they feel like an outcast just because it may be harder for them to understand certain things or get certain things quicker? Do you know what I, do you know what I'm saying by that? Uh, yes, I would say that they. I mean, I do see them somewhat feeling an outcast um, because they a lot of times are in different classrooms, are separated from friends or do have um, like specific resources that they require. However, I definitely will say that kind of teaching children that are on the spectrum empathy, teaching children that are on the spectrum social cues and social interactions is kind of one of the most important things. Um, and just allowing them to understand their emotions and other people's emotions and how to kind of successfully and healthily process everything. What would you say to someone who doesn't necessarily understand mental health or mental illness rather? Um, I definitely would ask a lot of questions just to kind of see where their mental health is, but I would definitely more so explain that mental health is a continuum, um, that mental health is kind of a spectrum. It can be from just plain mental well-being 
from how you feel when you wake up um, all the way into severe mental illnesses such as schizophrenia and things of that nature. So mental health is a very large spectrum. It can be a lot of things, but it is just as important, if not more important than physical health. It is what determines how you think, how you breathe, how you move, how you function, how you process your life, how you process day-to-day interactions. So it is definitely probably one of the most important things because you can't enjoy your life if your mental health is not in a good space. Even if it's not in the best space, you at least want to be in a good space for you to be able to enjoy the fruits of your labor and to be able to enjoy the things that you're experiencing. Yeah, very true. I completely understand what you're saying. And so when it comes to, you know, like the high school environment, oh, actually, you know, the middle school environment going into like high school, do you think that there's almost like this increase, um, like an increase in mental illness? Because like, and like, also, let me kind of just explain that first. The only reason why I'm asking that is because I know during that time, that's um, honestly when bullying starts to heighten middle school years. And it's just because, you know, people are starting to understand that we all don't look the same and we all don't do like, we're, we're all not the same, you know? And so people almost recognize that as something that's bad. And that's like um, a breeding ground for bullying. So do you think during like this time, it's almost like where mental illness heightens? Um, I would definitely say that it kind of depends on the situation and a lot of environmental factors. But I will say that a lot of mental health problems do begin to bloom before the age of 14, which is typically about that middle school age. Um, So it could be a mix of that. Also, kids are starting to go through puberty at that age, um, starting to kind of grow into themselves, definitely hitting different developmental stages throughout their lives where they're learning empathy, they're learning social cues, they're learning um, kind of their place in society, their family's place and things of that nature. So I definitely think middle school is just a touch, tough age overall with a lot of different factors, the variables being involved. Um, and I definitely think it also just depends on the child. It depends on how the child is raised. It depends on the life that the child has at home. If the child is in a space at home where bullying is a consistent thing, then taking it to school to them may not necessarily be foreign or may not necessarily be something that they see as wrong. Uh, so it definitely, middle school is definitely that age where kids are starting to step out from being you know, babies and only wanting to play and things like that. And definitely more so stepping into puberty, stepping into maturity and becoming um, teenagers, becoming kind of that young adolescent age where they're able to make their own decisions. Yeah, you are so right. You are so right with that. And, you know, so as far as like with um, the mental elephant or mental elephant organization, what would you say is the most rewarding part of your journey? I would definitely say just being able to provide information to people, um, especially people who really kind of had no idea about a lot of mental illnesses or about a lot of symptoms, just being able to provide information and to be able to connect a lot of dots for people um, is definitely the most rewarding thing than providing help to youth who may not be able to actually advocate and speak up for themselves or may not know what they are going through, being able to speak up for them and kind of say like, hey, these symptoms and these thoughts are typical or normal of this type of thing. What would you say is the most challenging part of your journey? Um, just having to remind people that I started this organization because I struggle with mental health issues of my own. Um, and then having to kind of set boundaries and 
protect myself along with protecting others. How are you able to do that? Like, are you able to almost put up a wall sometimes in order to kind of help protect yourself and your own personal well-being? Um, it's definitely something I'm still working on, but um, definitely just being able to separate yourself from a lot of different situations and to heavily rely on skill, heavily rely on understanding that you can only do but so much. Um, and then just being able to offer as much as you can, putting your all into situations and being able to trust that things are going to work out in the end, regardless. So what are your hopes and dreams moving forward with the mental health? Oh, excuse me, <laughs> the mental elephant. Um, definitely just to help try to expand, try to um, just try to reach different populations. And like I said, just spread more information, spread more awareness and try to help as many people as possible. What, what's something that you would like to um, leave with the audience? Do you have any, any um, ad last advice that you'd like to leave with us? Um, definitely to check on yourself, check on your loved ones. Um, it's also give yourself space and time. We're in a definitely a weird time right now in society. Society with social media and everything puts a lot of pressure on people to give off this perfect image that they make money and their body is perfect and mentally they're doing great and this, this, and that. It's definitely important to remember that, number one, social media is a highlight reel. People only show you what they want to show you and they only show you the best of themselves. They're, everybody is struggling, not everybody is struggling, but everybody has their own battles number one. And number two, it's okay to not be okay 100% of the time. It's okay to need help, to need a little bit of support every now and then. And it is okay to ask questions. Well, thank you for sharing uh, um, that with us, Niana. Would you like to share um, your social media and your website? Um, so all of our social media will be at Mental Elephant. For Instagram and Twitter, our TikTok is at The Mental Elephant. You can check out our website, thementalelephant.com, and you can email us any questions, comments, concerns. If you want us to be in interviews or anything that you need, you can email thementalelephant at gmail.com. Okay, awesome. Well, thank you again for joining us today, Miana. This is a great conversation, and it was really good to learn about your journey um, with The Mental Elephant. Thank you for having me. And thank you to everyone listening. I hope to see you guys at future Race to Speak Up podcast. If you have any questions about the Race to Speak Up podcast, feel free to contact me at race to speak up at gmail.com. Make sure to follow at race to speak up on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter for future updates on my podcast and other events. And join the Humanity Rising movement. Humanity Rising offers scholarships for students making a difference in the world through service. Visit www.humanityrising.org for more information. And remember to ask yourself this one question, how do you race to speak up?